All right. Can't wait. This is going to be good fun. The Light the Lamp podcast. Brian Blessing, Cam Stewart. I'm in Vegas, 107 degrees, back-to-back days. I said on Sportsbook Radio, Cam, over the weekend, I thought about the pool. And I, I got about halfway in, and it was George Costanza. I'm in the pool. I'm in the pool. <laughs> it's amazing. We're back-to-back 107 degrees. It's the pool. We get the pool swimming. We're, we're ready to roll. Vegas is open. I got to get your sorry butt out here, man. I do. I know. Yeah, you open up that border. I just uh, – I told the first thing, when these hockey playoffs and basketball ends and it's like just the days of baseball, yeah, I think I'm going to have to make a trip uh, down there for any time. Like, the minute I could leave, I will, Brian. I'll tell you, things are wild, though. Like, what do we got today in hockey? So I was thinking, we're taping this thing on uh, very, very late on games, Wednesday. Games Both games happening. went to overtime. So what is that, Brian? 20 overtime games now? I think we're God, 20. God, right? Well, God bless – hockey players god bless the nhl in spite of a lot of the things they do that drives us nuts you got i'm telling you cam when we've said this this isn't nothing new for us and the funny thing for me is in vegas when i've been here since 2005 and until the golden knights became a thing i was like told don't talk about hockey and now (laughs) no i'm serious and yeah, now no, everybody, everybody loves the Golden Knights. They love the NHL. And anybody that gives it 10 seconds of a look, and if the first experience you give anybody who's, ah, I don't care about hockey, and you tell them, watch an overtime game in the playoffs, they'd be hooked for life. There is nothing like it. It is the best thing in all of sports. No, it's unbelievable. And I just can't believe the, the things these guys are doing and sacrificing. And it's been a tough year, but man, they're just, they're leaving it all out on the ice there, Brian. Crazy games. Boston and the Islanders turn into like, wow, what a series. What goaltending there. And Carolina, not dead by the time we tape this thing. They're back in the series. Hey, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, first, before we get to the big stories of the day, I thought it was pretty ballsy by uh, Brindamore. It wasn't Nadelkovich's fault. He's actually been playing well, and yeah. they lost two to one games and two to one games. And I'm thinking, well, maybe you guys, if you scored some damn goals, That's you might it. be in the series. Or, or here's another thought, Brian. Maybe you don't give Tampa Bay power plays because if uh-huh. you're on five on five, you're a better team. And me and you got Carolina Futures. If you take a look, Tampa Bay, the only time they score damn goals is when they're on the power play, right? Forget, forget but Brindamore goes game. to Morazic, and uh, Morazic, uh, let's just say he stood on his head. So great goaltending by both guys in Carolina, and Aho picked up his game. I'm telling you. Forget everything he did the whole game, and he was terrific the whole game. I mean, the save Mrazek made with four seconds left in regulation. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're like, I mean, he looked calm and cool, like, hey, man, you know, whatever. He's treating it like it's just another game. And good, good. You know, I'm telling you, you knew, we've loved them, Cam, from day one, and mm-hmm. it's so hard to fathom. They lost both games on home ice, but this team showed you a lot of guts tonight. Because I mean, if they'd have lost tonight, that he gets swept, you know, and. They're breathing. This is a good – with Brindamore, Rod the Bod, there's no quitting these guys. The thing is, too, it's interesting to me. So they lose another player in Trocheck, yet they win this game, right? And I got to be honest, though, Brian, like they can't be screwing around with any more injuries. And I'm going to call out and say this, and I know Tampa Bay fans going to tell me to F off or whatever, but you saw Kucherov tonight. Like I was watching the game while I was doing the show. He's like 
is anybody watching this guy? Like the way he does things with his feet to people, like he's a dirty player, he man. Is dirty. He is so dirty. Like oh, wait, I watched his slew footing tonight, and they didn't even call it. And then Chernak with his little dirty elbows and stuff. Like Tampa Bay, we've talked about this. We've talked Sorry, about it for a long time. They're dirty, they're man. Dirty. They're a dirty hockey team. They already screwed around with the salary cap. They got through there, and then they're they're dirty. But hey, man, I. Everyone's like, it's funny on the show. Gabe's kind of like, do you hate the Tampa Bay Lightning? I'm like, no, I don't like them though. Like, I'm, I'm not a big fan, fan of their team. I, I respect Kalorn, Point. Like, I like a lot of the other guys on the team. I think Kucherov is a great hockey player, but he's a dirty hockey player. And the NHL should be watching him a lot more instead of the Tom Wilsons. Kucherov with his lower half is a menace to society. And Chernak is dirty too. He's a good hockey player, but he's dirty. And we've talked about this, Brian. I watched the game, dirty elbows and slew foots all night. All right. Am I crazy? No, no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm crazy. Not. Oh, buddy, this goes all the way back, if you remember, before the pandemic and the Sabres were starting a season yep. with high hopes. And, okay, they've got Darlene, so they set up Hedman going home, Darlene mm-hmm. going home. They got the two games over in Sweden. And Tampa Bay, uh, was who was it? Um Saboka blew his knee out. I don't think he's ever played again. He hasn't. And and then they hurt Darlene. He must have missed ten games when they come back. And and they were they were cheap shots, man. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. But I gotta hand it to Brindamore in Carolina. They haven't quit. Tampa Bay threw everything in the kitchen sink at them at the start of the overtime too. But Brian, these are great series, and that's the thing, right? And uh, I I guess we could we could talk about the yeah. Sorry. Before we get the other game tonight, I guess close your eyes. Picture the Marshawn goal, and this is a glorious moment for you and one of the darkest moments for me. I mean, Varlamov stops everything under the sun, uh-huh. and he lets that goal in by Marshawn, and all I could think of was, are you kidding me? All I could think of was Ryan Miller in the Olympics. You needed a pistol to beat the guy. Yep. And Crosby scored from the same place. You know, that shot you're not expecting uh-huh. from a horrid angle. And that's the one that goes in. It's always the way, isn't it? It is. And that's the, and that was kind of funny, Brian. And we've watched so much hockey. Like, yeah, like in the Tampa Bay game, I'm like, Tampa Bay threw everything at them. I go, this is good for Carolina now because they're probably going to score in a goal that Vasilevsky is going to screw up. And he could have made that save on Ajo's goal, right? And the same thing. Barlamov stands on his head for the Islanders. They come back in this game. Barzell finally gets off the schneid. He looked like he was playing with confidence at the end of that game. But uh, this Boston Bruins team, and guys, uh, full full disclosure, I don't like the Bruins for what they've done to all the teams that I like, but I respect the hell out of them. Like, I think they're – that's the team you want to play for or be with, like, Brian. If I was a hockey player, I'm like, God, I'd like to be on the Bruins. Like, look at the, the pros that they have on that team. Any type of situation, they always show up. And take a look this year in the playoffs in overtime. When they get the overtime against Washington, they take care of business. They usually win more than they lose, right? They beat the Capitals a couple times. They beat the Islanders tonight. The Islanders won on them. But when things go to overtime, you don't want to bet against Boston. They find ways. Is it me? Honestly, I mean, I respect them mightily. But it's like I watch these guys and I go. How do they do it? They won again. I, I, and I'm like, you know, you got the first line. They're down to five defensemen. Carlo gets hit. He was, oh, he got rocked. He got rocked, and, and so now, clean check too by Clutterbuck. Yeah, he hit, hit his head on the glass, mm-hmm. and you know you wonder what that's like on the blue line for them moving forward. McAvoy will play forty minutes if he has to, but I think I still think this is a long series. 
Boston yeah. the Islanders. I agree. I, I really like the Islanders too. Like I, I really wanted them to win that game, but man, I'm just like, damn, especially when they tied it up for the fans there in Nassau County, you know, that barn, but uh, yeah, the Bruins break their hearts, but you're right. That's another defenseman moving forward. If he's not around, that's bad news. And uh, the one thing that Boston has is they're, they're, they're good as a team, Brian, but defensively, that's not a lot of depth there. So maybe the Islanders can do something with that. They need Barzell to keep it up, though. They, they, they're a team that struggles with offense, so they need to have a star player like that be a star player. And uh, I, I think it's a seven-game series as well. I think it goes the distance. And uh, let's get to the, the, the elephant let's in the room, it. Brian. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, it's funny. I've talked to every single person in our network, hockey people, whatever, and I'll give you my take, and then you can give yours. And I get in a big. I get. I. I I'm wondering, and I, before you say anything, uh-huh. and I'm not going to tip my hand. You know me, and I know you. Yeah. And Stevie Slapshot and I on Sportsbook Radio on the Sirius 204 Sportsbook Radio Network. I mean, fun. But we're screaming at each other mm-hmm. about this. And go ahead. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny feeling. And, and there are people, Mike, Mike Harrington from the uh, Buffalo News is going to be on with us on Friday on Sportsbook Radio. I've seen him on Twitter. I know where he stands. They're, the opinions are all over the map. That's true. Got a, I've got a funny feeling you and I will agree, and I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, well, you know, and I met Shafley before when Winnipeg was re-enacted uh, when they had their team back, and, you know, good guy. It doesn't really matter, though, good guy or whatever. The bottom line is I look at a lot of different things when you play hockey and it's an open net play uh, on the goal and he's going at full speed. I know he stopped Brian, but the bottom line is still he targeted a player in Evans. He came at him hard, a little bit of a, you know, lift off his feet just a little bit. And he smoked him like he absolutely smoked him coast to coast. And there's a lot of different things he could have done on the play. I think the NHL was severe in their punishment at four games. I'm actually shocked. I thought, uh, my inclination was he was going to get one and two was my max. I thought he was going to get two. But in my opinion, from a guy that's played the game, understands the game, I thought it was still dirty. And he kind of lost his mind for a while. And there was things that happened in the past. And those hits that, you know, Scott Stevens used to do and whatever, that's where the guy with his head down and stuff like, Shifley used that. Like, he went coast to coast and targeted that guy. So and everyone's like, oh, it's an open ice hit. But there's a lot of different things you could have done in the game too. And usually we agree. And I am a Neanderthal, Brian. I still like I still like fighting in the game. And I love hitting. Like we talked about that clutter bucket. That's clean. You got your face under the glass. That's life. But I thought Shifley did a few bad things on that play. And I would have given him two. What's your take? Okay. Uh, we're you kind of, you're, you're a little. We're close? Well, you're closer to me than most. And I am a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Thankfully, Evans is okay. The only thing I really have issue with, and I watched, now see, you're watching Hockey Night Canada. When this ended last night, I'm watching the NBC broadcast. Mm -hmm. So their take on it was, well, he didn't reach out to play the puck. I was like, Okay, I'll, I, I, can, I got an argument for that. Uh-huh. But then the other thing was they, re- they showed the rule. And the rule said distance traveled for charging. And I'm like, well, time out. If you watch, and there's an isolation shot of Shifley. Uh-huh. The puck is cleared. There's an open net. He puts his head down. 
and start skating like the wind. Mm-hmm. It's a one-goal game. Yes, there's it is. Still, there's a minute to go. You know, he's getting back into the play in hopes of preventing an empty net goal. So take the distance travel thing and throw it out the window. What the hell is he supposed to do? He had to get down there. All right. The hit was a car accident. There's it no, was. There's no doubt about it. Okay. It's violent. It's vicious. But here's the thing. If you watch him, when he gets to about the high slot. Slows down a little bit. He's gliding. He's yes. stopped skating. But he, right, but he still murdered. <laughs> like he, well, hold I know, on, it's, I know. It's, hold it's on. Tough. He's going 100 yeah. miles an hour. Yes, he because is because he was racing to get back. Correct. Okay. But he's he, if he keeps going, I got no issues. He's gliding. Then Evans comes to do the wraparound, and you look at it, and the puck's off. Is sticking in the net, and bam, he hits him. Well, sure, it's like freeze it up. What is it? The Zabruder film. I mean, if you slow it up, yeah, the puck's off his stick, but that's bang, bang. And but my only other point is, and if you watch when he's gliding, if he's headhunting the guy, he's coming right at him, his elbow's up, whatever. The kid had his head down. Shifley turned sideways and derailed him. I mean, he, you know, he blew him up. There's no getting around that. I, I just, I, to me. So what do you think, One. You've got to do something there. At the least, it's a, it's a very violent charge, right? And I love hitting in hockey, too, but I don't know, man. This, this is the thing. It's so tough. When they say, well, he didn't play the puck, I'm like, okay, yeah. If, if you go frame by frame, yeah, he, uh-huh. he didn't reach out. Watch it at full speed. He starts to come around the net, and Shively was gliding at the time. That's when he turns and goes at him. And he's still trying in his mind to prevent the empty net goal because the game's still up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I just what do you do? I, I think four. What do you do? Your NHL player safety. What do you do? I think four is insane. Four is insane. I, I think, think one would be appropriate, right? One or two tops. Can, can, if, if he's got a meeting with player safety or whatever, is he not saying everything I just said? You know, look, I, I was I put my head down, I'm racing back. I wasn't skating to hit him, I was skating back to defend the empty net. He comes a wrap around, you know, sorry, his head was down, but I turned sideways, I didn't have my elbows up, he was in a vulnerable position, but at the same time, I'm trying to either I yep. could I have poke checked it, I guess. I don't know. I see him, he turns, I hit him in hopes of preventing him from scoring an empty net goal. It looks hideous. It does. But I think when you when you really watch what he did, he was gliding at the end and he turned sideways. He didn't throw elbows. He just he blew the guy up. It was nasty. I but I I think it's I don't know if it's the world we live in, Cam. I uh-huh. mean this is the kind of stuff like like player safety. You remember about four years ago, Nyquist looked at Spurgeon, stared him right in the eyes, and speared him in the face. Yes, he did. And, that's, they gave, and they gave him five games. I mean, that's a guy should have got 20 games. So I'm I agree a, with I'm that. Not, I'm not You're a using a stick. Like, if I'm breaking a stick on you or spearing you with a with – a, that's a weapon. I'm talking like 10. Like, I, I don't even start a conversation. 10 is a starting point, and we go from there, and it gets a hell of a lot worse. The problem is, you're right, Brian, it's a different game and stuff like that. 
it's still a play where shape and I'm all for hitting and I love good hits, but just the way it was just kind of one of those things. It's like, it was almost like temporary insanity where he just, you're right. Like you, I'm not saying he shouldn't have taken the body. It's just the way, just like the speed. It's just, it's just crazy. It's like but he guys on skates. Like, for, for, forget him. And we know he got it because of the rap sheet. Yes. But, but no, 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 no. He has no rap sheet, but he got four games. He has no history. No, no. His, Shifley has no history. You're right. So, He's never been so, suspended no, before. So what my point is, Kadri gets eight. Well, that, he, he looked at the guy. He knew damn well what he was doing, and he went right at the guy's head. I think, you know, part of it when a guy's his head's down in the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think, and Stan, this is why Stevie and I were arguing. He's going, oh, well, you know, the scrum, two minutes before he was in a scrum and he was mad. So he's going down there thinking, I go, what are you, Dr. Phil? I said, this guy's going 100 miles an hour trying to prevent a goal. Yeah, no, it's just, and you talk to a lot of other people, Brian, like people looked at me, like I was saying like one, two, like, and they thought I was like crazy, like for the rest of the series and stuff, like people are talking crazy, Doc. Um, I still think, you know, in today's hockey, <laughs> you get suspended I, on, for anything. Honestly, it's such a softer game now, but it's oh, tough for oh, me. That's a really tough play to assess. Only because, you, you know, there were such diverse opinions, but there were many people that just thought this was the most egregious thing. It's not. I yeah. thought. I thought I thought it was, he had a shot of talking his way out of it and getting the five thousand dollar fine, but I said they're going to do something. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, give him a game, right? But may, I mean, honestly, Cam, we'll see how it plays out. But th- they may have just decided the series because it's not a contest. Shifley is their best player. That's what I'm saying. Like I like Montreal before, and we talked about it at the start, and we were right. Brother, like Montreal is getting better all the time. Carey Price is getting more confident. Gallagher's got that crazed look in his eye. Deneau's playing better. Suzuki. You know, Suzuki is hot. You're right. Cockney Emmy, he's there. Uh, Edmondson's starting to get it. Like, he played on the Blues when they won a Stanley Cup. Weber looks like he's back. You know, they're not dicking around with the puck on the outside. They're actually throwing it in. And Montreal just looks like a different team. And that's the thing about hockey. Like, they were horrible, but they're peaking and peaking and peaking. It wasn't just the Leafs gagging. It was Montreal playing good hockey. And they have a goaltender who was the best in the world playing his best hockey. And we know goaltenders with bad teams – can win series now that Montreal has confidence I think the Winnipeg Jets are in absolute huge trouble we like Montreal as a dog in the start of the series Hellebuck's gonna have to stand on his head now and you talked about Shifley not only is he their best player he's a great two-way player he does everything for them Wheeler's a little bit long in the tooth Ehlers is more of a sniper so and Kyle Connor's more of a sniper like that's a huge loss for them he's the guy that does everything for them he stirs the drink you know what buddy I'm telling you yeah you know, like I don't, my ego's in check, but I think we're moderately good at this. <laughs> and I mean, at the, the beginning of the Leaf series, we said, "Got to probably the Leafs." But I'm telling you, there's something Montreal. Watch out! That's going to be yeah. We liked Winnipeg, but there's just something telling me, man, Montreal's going to give these guys everything they can ask for. And I thought Tampa or Toronto had just too much. And they vomited all over themselves. Of course they did. Harry Price is back. But the crazy thing is, Cam, and you know what? why why I said that? And I know you were on board with it. Do you remember how Montreal started the season? Mm -hmm. They're back to that. Yeah, I know. They were on fire. Then they had the injuries. They got out of the rhythm. Remember, Harry Price struggled. People in Montreal wanted him traded and gone. Jake Allen came in there, played pretty good. They lost other players. 
They played all those games in a stretch of time, right, Brian? Remember when they had that crazy stretch too? They never had their full team. They had a coaching change, never got to practice with all the news guys. Like, you look at Montreal's season, this was the first time at the end of the year they had time. We got to work on things. We got our guys back, and boom. And after the first couple games in the Leaf series, they flipped the switch, and they look like a totally different team. I'm telling you, Winnipeg is in a hell of a lot of trouble, man. I don't know how they're, they're going to have to have a hero, like guy like Kyle Connor. It's just got to go bananas, you know. I, and I told you this before, I don't trust Winnipeg's defense. And it wasn't just Hellebuck. They were horrible in the first game. Like, not just bad, horrible. Montreal had time in front of the net to make margaritas. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is this playoff hockey? Like, what are these guys? Oh. Nobody got their assignments right. Like, Winnipeg's Jeez, defense the, the, was awful the, the first the, the Pionk guy? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Neil Pionk. Yeah, he used to play for the Rangers. Yeah, he was awful that night. Like, it was. I was watching this team going, wow, like, this is some real bad defense. I don't put that on Hellebuck. I put it on team defense. Okay, so, again, as Cam alluded to, literally – half an hour ago Carolina won on Thursday night so Friday night change of venue Colorado Vegas full house I mean yeah. a, a full arena for the first time change of venue Colorado smokes them in game one with Leonard okay whatever it's a horrid night and everybody's like oh and I'm like, ah, it's a game you're putting flurry back in Vegas was lucky to be down only 2-1 after one Got news for you. The back 30 minutes of that game by a long shot, they were the better team in, oh, big that, time. in that one game. Now, you they said lose. Mm -hmm. here, here's my question, and I don't know how to treat this, because you can walk out of there and go, okay, we figured something out, blah, blah, blah. Let's you know, we're home, the crowd, take care of business. We're still breathing. It's an uphill climb, and there's a lot of things they can take away from that game, and there's more in that game we'll get to. Or Cameron – you sit there and go, you got to be kidding me. We outplay them and still lose a game when we had McKinnon like he was invisible for most of the night out there and Colorado still won. That's not good. No, but the thing is, you don't look at things that way, Brian. Like the way I look at things is Vegas dominated most of that game. They hit posts. Grubauer played his best game. I don't look at things from the pack that, oh, yeah, we lost a heartbreaker in overtime. It's like we can play with these guys. They're at home. They're going to have fans. If for me, it's Vegas or nothing in that game. They will win game three. I'm pretty confident about it. Colorado could go in there and win, but I'm getting a team as basically a pick -em home dog in Vegas. I'm riding it, and they should have won the last game, and that's on the road. They will find a way. They have to dig deep, and they have to be smart about it. But I will say this. I think Colorado – Grubauer, they're feeling good about this guy. He can also not have a perfect game, and Vegas can win. For me, it's Vegas or nothing. And as for the Montreal-Winnipeg game, I don't know how you take how you bet against Montreal in game two. I know the line's crazy, and Winnipeg might just, you know, dig deep and do all, you know, win one for Shifley. But I'm not stepping in front of Montreal. The way I look at it is I'd take the Canadians, and I would take the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know how you feel. Well, I got a funny feeling Vegas puts the Sasquatch foot on him, and I could be completely wrong. No, I think you're right. Now, that's in game three. Mm -hmm. But but here's going to be the problem. If they do it in the way they do it, I think maybe gives them a false sense of security because they played the perfect road game, and it worked, and you slowed them down, and you took away the neutral zone. You did so many things, great adjustments. There was a cross-ice pass uh, McCarr kept doing in the first game. 
they made the adjustment. There were sticks in the lane. They did everything right, uh-huh. and they lost. And that happens. Now, you're going to have adrenaline. You're pissed off. 18,000 people. I think you throw the sink at them right out of the gate. You try to get up 2 3 nothing, and you win the game. But the problem is I wonder if that's short-lived because I don't think that's the formula to beat these guys is to get in a track meet with them. I think it may work in game three, but it could be their undoing down the road. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're down two to nothing. And the thing about hockey is it's not really fair, right, Brian? But that's life. Life's not fair. Like Carolina, in my opinion, has been the better team five-on-five against Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay, every time you give them a power play, they score and win. So they're down in the series. Vegas, I think Vegas is, they're going to have to do it. They're going to show up. They're going to absolutely go bananas. I think they are going to have like a one or two nothing lead and win that game. I don't think they're done. I still think Colorado's the better team. But, yeah, that last game was heartbreaking because Vegas you know did play a perfect road game. Grubauer also, everyone's like, hey, Grubauer was good. They hit a lot of iron in that game. So let's just settle down on this guy is the next coming he's okay he's he's playing better and he's a hell of a lot better than any goaltenders they've had in the past but I'm not just going to bow down and say Philip Grubauer is the be-all and end-all Vegas can pepper him and I I think let's call it out for what it is he was a little bit lucky but he played good this is why well we love the sport these games are amazing we love doing the podcast by the way Saturday night midnight Sunday morning re-air 7 a.m series 204 sports radio network light the lamp Cam, myself, Andrew Torres, Saturday night, we got you covered. But this Do is. Do Brian? <laughs> really? Cam, really? That was a good really, joke. Really, that was a good really, one. Really, <laughs> yeah, yes. That, that ins- <laughs> I, I guess it's not we got really, you covered. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's Sorry. really not an inside joke when you're on the radio or not, or, or not on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Anyway, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. But anyway. Drink, two drink minimum. But yes. here's, what, here's, why, here's yes. why we love this game. Because I swear to God, some of the numbers you see, you're just dumbfounded. I mean, some of these totals for starters. But I, Cam, Colorado is a 15-cent favorite with the change of venue. I know. And Vegas pissed off, played a great game, should have won game two. Do they not watch the games? I mean, I it's, it's almost shocking to me because here in Vegas now, I mean, there's betting all over the globe now in the States, up in Canada. Mm-hmm. In Vegas, the books, believe me, uh, you know, the, the sports book directors, they love the team. They want to have, you know, we want to do a hockey watch party. We need, if necessary, for game five. At the same time, you're talking a six-figure decision. If Vegas wins the game, the books here are getting clubbed. Mm-hmm. Right? So around here, the numbers are inflated. But even in Vegas, Vegas is a slight dog. And you have to go all the way back to probably the first five or six games of their existence in year one, and they have not been underdogs like this anywhere. But I... Can you believe that yeah. number? How is no, Vegas, I can't. How is Vegas I would have made Vegas – I was going to say Vegas a quarter, even if you want to go that way. I'm betting Vegas. I don't care about the number. It's similar to the, the Carolina situation. They found a way to get it done. I think Vegas finds a way to get it done. I think they do it in a different fashion. I don't I, – I think they do what Carolina did, score the first two goals and hold on and win, win like a 4-2, to 4-3 to three game. Uh, I have to take Vegas in this game. What? So if Colorado wins, Brian, you might as well just fold the tent. They're up three nothing. They're oh, what yeah. are they going to do? Sweep them? Like this is a must-win game. Like 
I get it. Colorado could win this game. And they have, yeah, the, I guess they have the type of players to go in there and win, but I, I don't my, care. Is that I am not, betting Vegas. Okay, Colorado, right? could win the, yeah, Colorado could win the game. But my point is, and, and, bad number. and you get it, is Vegas was should have won. I think it's fair, a very fair says. By, yes. by, by the way, okay, it's not why they lost. There were other things that had – I just I had to get your take on this. About four or five minutes to go, there was a face-off in the game. And Patrick Brown for Vegas, uh, was it Randon or – no, it was Landis Gog, I think. And they're both on their knees. He looks at him, and he cross-checks him right in the face. He's in, uh-huh. the, in the face-off circle. It's like, well, I don't know how you missed that. Well, but because they missed that, 40 seconds to go uh, into overtime, off a draw, Riley Smith literally just puts his stick out and Randon's got one hand on his stick. This is right off a draw, and he hits this. He, he, you know, kind of a love tap on the stick. It was crap. And Randon drops the stick, and they call slash. Oh, I know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like that wasn't a penalty in the first period. First period, like, I know. Overtime. That's, I don't want to rip the refs, but they've been bad. Like, was, and the that, thing is, on, that, that like I'm even lame, watching the it? Leafs Canadians thing. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like you're calling one thing like completely opposite to the other, like. Be at least be consistent, and I know it's a hard job. Refs in the NHL, yeah, I get it. Like it's a very difficult job, but come on, guys, use common sense. Whatever happened in the first period, like no, I thought Vegas got. I I got to be honest with you, I think they got screwed in that game, like in a lot of ways. But anyway, well, I don't care. I'm coming back to those guys. I'm coming back to Vegas. Okay, the the final point on that, nigga. One other topic we'll do, but it, I just again the number in Colorado could win the game, but I'm just saying everything you saw at the end of game two. Knowing it's the first time all year long that, or in a year and a half, that building is going to be sold out. Uh-huh. It is a must-win. This uh-huh. team tied with Colorado for first place overall, and you're telling me they're an underdog on home ice. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. That's why, as I'm sitting with you does right the now, I'm clicking. Tell you something? I'm I'm clicking on Vegas. Oh, the number tells me that Colorado might be a play because it's like feels like a sucker play, but I I don't care. I'm betting Vegas. I don't know about the total of this game. I did pretty good with this Islanders total, and I actually thought the Carolina game in game three was going to go over. They had no goals in the first, and then it exploded. It almost got there. But what do you think? For Vegas to win, is it going over five and a half, or is it going under? That's the I, thing. Like, I, I, are they going to open it up? Like, I, What's the deal? I believe the way for Vegas to play is to slow these guys down. Yeah, that's but, a problem then. But, 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 but I do believe – the adrenaline and the stuff in the building, I could see. I mean, Colorado could take the air out of the balloon, score in the first two minutes. I can see Vegas being up three nothing in the first ten minutes. Perfect. They, that's a, that's what I. I so let's attack it this way. I, I'm going to take Vegas in the first period and Vegas to score first. I think that's a way to. to all right, take there you go. All right, one other thing. And yep. Is this not the story of my life, buddy? I come home Wednesday. What the Sabers draft lottery? And you weren't there. So I get home in the afternoon. And I'm, I'm, I'm my long day, day I'm done. Yep. I do a, a hit with our buddy Steve Cofield on the ESPN station here in Vegas. I do a, mm-hmm. a weekly little little blurb with him. It's like 4, four o'clock, and I go, 4.45. I go, I'm, I'm sitting here yawning. And I go, you know what? I set the alarm, and I lie down, and I take a 25-minute nap to get up to do the radio thing, and then I'm going to watch mm-hmm. the hockey. Totally forget the draft lottery. So the so the story is, the Sabers finally win something, and I didn't see it. 
Exactly. Well, you could tape it again. That's not that hard to get the clip. They'll be showing that one again, but it's actually funny. Hey, good for the Sabres, right? And the best is showing the GMs and stuff, how bitter they are when they move down. Like, it's my favorite. Like, you watch the draft lottery, like, no one's talking. They have, like, Anaheim Ducks. Oh, you've moved down from second to third. You look at the guy, and he just wants to say, F off. Right. <laughs> you but know how sour and surly they are? But, but, but like, I also there's love, no conversation. But, but I also love, like, the last place team wins the lottery. And they go, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, 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 thanks. Yeah, congratulations. We were the worst by a lot. Exactly. I mean, what are you congratulating me for? I'm going to be honest, though, Brian. I thought they were going to rig it for the Kraken. I thought, like, just knowing the Sabres' luck. But, hey, they got it. So, good for you guys. You and Kevin Adams can uh, have a party. <laughs> but, Sabres. But yep. You know what? And, and again, on Friday, uh, be very interesting. Uh, please check out Sportsbook Radio. Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News is going to be on. Nice. Today. He's a beat writer uh, for the Sabres. Here's the thing, pal. You got this Eichel thing. Is he, you know, the surgery or rest, they're at an impasse, his mood, his demeanor, all this crap. But you've got all of a sudden the Kraken coming in. You've got that. What are they going to do? But you've got Reinhardt, who's now, a, you know, guy is going to sit on a contract. And he's going to go, well, I want seven, eight million. You're paying Skinner nine. You know, yeah. so they're going to move Reinhardt. They're probably going to move Ristolainen. I think you just say to Eichel, tough you know we're, we're starting over and and either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem but you can't trade him until people know he's healthy but the, exactly so the sabers are getting the first pick of the draft and you got all these guys that are on the block how impactful are they going to be on draft day yeah hey, the best was you on twitter with hanser you're like who did Hainzer offer you again? Oh, you go, I need two more, Hainzer. Keep, go, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, keep going. He, what did he say? It was, was it Dermot and – No, it was Marlon <laughs> Dermot for Eichel. Yeah. I think you're about short. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. by the way, I don't want those two. Yeah, exactly. Hainzer, keep on keep, – keep going. Keep going, Hainzer. That was the best. <laughs> Lee fans trying to get rid of their guys. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Garbage but any- in, garbage out. Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> some things never change. Brian, the Sabres disappoint you. The Leafs are puke all over themselves. It's amazing. It's just like oh. life's just a circle. The same crap happens all the time. Last I gotta be, one. You know, Last I, thing. Thank this God is, for chasing Kokrak because I want to, like, murder the Leafs. But anyway. Right, this is all – this is you. This is the last one because – Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, this is it. The Leafs go all in. Mm-hmm. You've got – I think about this. You got McDavid, Matthews, Eichel. I mean, what, what, are these guys ever in their lives going to do anything in the playoffs? But no. the Leafs specifically, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, you got Tavares, who that who got hurt, mm-hmm. and then you give up a first for Felino, and the the defense and the goaltending still. Eh. But I mean, here are the Leafs after this. What do they have? Like a fifth and a sixth round draft pick this yeah, year? Yeah, no, no, they're done. They're, and the thing is, what are you going to do? They got Frederick Anderson here. They got other guys you got to worry about. Tavares is getting long in the tooth. Um, it, it's it's tough, Brian. Like, that's the thing. Muzzin got hurt there. I think that was a big loss because he played really, really well. But yep. bottom line is this. It's the same crap every year. And that's the problem with Dubas and these guys. Like, they put together – and I respect Brendan Shannon, but you put together a team with no sandpaper. Like, take a look at the teams that win in the playoffs. Like, the Leafs aren't tough. We've talked about this before. They don't have that player that intimidates anybody. It's a dirty word, if you ask me, analytics. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. analytics yeah. is a bunch of. Know what it is? Hey, it's look, a for hey, a. Look. A lot of a holes listen to analytics because analytics don't win. It's exactly what you said. Heart of a grapefruit, heart of a raisin. And these guys, Mitch Marner was a damn ghost in the playoffs. He was brutal. I don't care about what am- ten million an- analytics say. Ten million a year. Guys sucked. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Like, look at Nexus on Carolina and all these other guys I'd rather have on my team. Like, it pisses me off. Like, I watch and, – and me and you have talked about this. We're ahead of the curve. We talked about McKinnon when it wasn't cool to talk about McKinnon. Like, he is the best. Now you see, like, all the little things, man. Like, you need a certain type of player in the playoffs just to elevate your game. You can't be the same player in the regular season. That's hey, the thing. And I played you, a you want, you guys want, like that. And you it pissed want, me off. I could name – They have no gear. They have no could, extra gear. I could name 100 guys. Right, but I'll just tell you, recent memory. Tampa Bay wins the cup. Kucherov, he's the MVP of the regular season. The guy that wins the cup for him is Point. Yes. I mean, who are the Cohorn, guys? You know, all those guys. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, those uh-huh. are the guys when you ultimately win. If you don't have those guys, you're not winning. Exactly, Brian. You get it. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, take a look at take a look at the, you know, this. Actually, I'll say Carolina, like Ajo had a big game. But, yeah, no, and th- that's the thing. Like, you need those guys. Like, it's just – who do the Leafs have? Like, they don't have anybody. Like, just because you're – like, how do I say this? They feel like – when I watch them, I feel like I'm watching kids. Like, really talented kids, but they're not men. You get my drift? Like, they're not the – they're not guys like, – it's like, where, where are you, man? Like, they're well, good. Well, they're here, good you see, players, this but they the, have no grit. Like, like no I watch, grit. I'm watching this up close here. I mean, we, we could go all night. This is it. I promise. But I'm watching this up close. And the people around here in Vegas, they think these guys are the Central Red Army team. And the arrogance of the team themselves, because they're very, very good. They are very mm-hmm. good. They but are they good. sit there and go, you know, the way you play and, you're, you know, you're going up and down the ice in the tic-tac-toe crap, that works against L.A., Anaheim, San yes, Jose, exactly. and Arizona, right? It doesn't work against – you know, Colorado, but they think we're good enough to play any style. Well, you can play any style against select teams, but if you think you're going to win getting in a track meet with Colorado, you are sadly mistaken. I but agree they, But 100%. they think they can. That's the problem. Well, they don't, but the thing is, Brian, you've covered the Sabres. I've been around a long time. No offense to the people of Vegas who are, some know the game that are there for a long time, but there's a lot of people that are newbies to hockey and they don't really understand the nuances. I don't want to take any shots or whatever, but Doing doing this thing for a long time, you understand. Like if I, I'll I'll listen to you for like almost anybody. That's the thing. We know what works and we know what doesn't work. And you're right. That 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 style doesn't work. And that's the thing. Until the Leafs change their ways and actually get like guys on their team, like Ryan O'Reilly's, and guys who are going to go to war for the team and will do everything and sacrifice. They won't sacrifice their bodies. They're never going to win. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. And it was a good one tonight. And I guess if it's a theme show, Cam, we felt compelled to go long because we didn't get to talk Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see this Saturday. We'll, we'll, we'll put up a number. We're busting onions. That's all. We're busting onions. All right. No, it'll be you, me, Andrew Torres. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, Saturday night, midnight. midnight. Rear Sunday at seven. Buddy, I love doing anything with you, but especially talking hockey, pal. You got it, brother. Yeah, that's the thing. I've actually been pretty kind to the Leafs compared to most people. But anyway, that, that ship has sailed. And, uh, yeah, the, the playoffs have been great, Brian. 20 overtime games. And I guarantee we'll have some great stuff to talk about on Saturday night because there's going to be some more classics before we hit the microphone for sure. You know, for old time's sake, give me a, give me a good goodbye. 
what? Ding, 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 wah, wah. Is that what you're looking for? Or? Yeah, something like that. Or the what? other one. What? Oh, yeah. What was it again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of wanted the Panthers to go on the run because I was really getting into the Panthers. <laughs> You're insane. I love yeah, you. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Actually, I got an email from a guy, Brian. I'm part, I'm part of the Raising Canes Caniac Club now. Go Carolina! <laughs> All right. Thank you, Cam. Good stuff. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Light the Lamp.